0: Welcome to The Coast Podcast. I'm Emily, a virtual assistant agency owner who left Amazon in 2019 to build my dream.
1: And I'm Whitney, a freelance writer and communications consultant who never felt at home in a cube farm.
0: We didn't see many people paving their own ways like we decided to, so we created this podcast to talk to others who were brave enough to pick a different path. Creatives, entrepreneurs, people doing their careers
1: and their lives their way. Join us as we learn from them, get inspired, and show you beautiful paths less traveled.
0: Not every road leads to the coast, but the ones that do come with a great view.
1: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Coast. I am Whitney Popa. I own a communications consultancy in beautiful Edmonds, Washington. And today I am here with Erin, and she is a spiritual, intuitive, magical human and coach. And I'm very intrigued by what she does and the coaching industry. I met her at an event in San Diego a few months ago. And ever since then, I've been wanting to talk to her. And then I got an email like, on behalf of your business. And I was like, Oh, Erin, would you I replied and was like, would you like to be on our podcast? So she is Erin Nicole coaching. And I'm so excited to talk to her today because she's like an OG coach. And it's just a booming industry right now. So Erin, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you and hear all of your thoughts on the coaching industry, how you came to be. I've I done a few of your like free sessions too. You do a lot of cool intro stuff. And I learned from that that you were going to school to become a counselor originally and then pivoted or something similar to that, right? Uh,
0: Yeah, my background is in higher education. So I have a master's in higher ed. So I worked for Adena students. I did a lot of like crisis uh, response work, supporting students in distress, leadership development. And I was doing that um, while I was kind of starting my online at the time network marketing business.
1: Talk to us about that, like network marketing. I hear that a lot and I don't know what it is. Yeah,
0: I feel like it's a gateway drug for (laughs) a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, (laughs) That's how I always describe it. I got started like back a long time ago, like 2012 is when I joined kind of like the online world. Had no idea. It was a lot of just network marketers back then. At least that's all I saw. And I was growing that and then for a few years, while also you know being in grad school, and then at about that time in two thousand and fifteen, so flash forward th- about three years later, I was graduating from grad school um I was going through a lot of burnout i was uh competing in like figure competitions like bikini competitions and I was also helping a lot of people yeah with their like health and fitness and about about 2015 then 2016 I saw that people were creating their own coaching programs and I was like oh this is great because this is what I'm already doing for people I was like writing up programs on a google doc or whatever and sending it over and like filming workout workout videos. So then I started from there running my own coaching programs. It was a lot of um, workouts, nutrition. What I realized was that the core of it was mindset and all the inner work. So about 2017, I was also, since 2009, I've been doing like content marketing for different organizations. I ran a lot of the social media, even when I was in grad in undergrad and grad school. So I was always kind of helping people like with online content and marketing since 2009. And from there I was like, oh, I love helping people with the business side. And so I kind of morphed in like late 2017, early 2018, from doing health and wellness and inner work to more business inner work. Uh, Found a lot of subconscious based modalities and got certified in that entered into more of the bottom up approach through like somatic experiencing and attachment repair. And that's really been my journey, really looking at how you know trauma impacts your business and how it impacts you and really making sure that you're running a business model that's sustainable based on your values, based on who you are, your energy, and you're not in this constant place of reenactment.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that and I learned so much from, your sessions a few months ago just about I always joke that like on TikTok I learned that everything's a trauma response (laughs) so I'm like I need to get off TikTok because everything I do is a trauma response turns out but what I've noticed too even with writing for a lot of my clients and I'm doing a little bit more I feel like I kind of coach them as I'm writing for them because so many people were coming to me like write my bio but they don't know anything about Mm -hmm. themselves so or um, they wouldn't like the words that I would use sometimes because they don't know themselves at all. So then I would kind of, I mean, I think anybody who's doing kind of writing work and I do a lot of work for people who they are their business. So it it's very heart led. But if you don't know yourself and you're not getting clear on like your values and the things that you're providing for people and even your own like traumas and how they're going and helping you with Work situations, not helping you, but like how they're affecting your work relationships. And I've had a lot of clients where I'm like, I can't help you because you haven't done this foundational work. Or even on the flip side, when I'm trying to support people who they take me out to coffee dates and say, I want to start my business, should I do it? And I'm always like, Yes, that's why you're sitting here with mm-hmm. me, right? But there's so much, they're like, I don't know what to offer. Or, you know, there's a lot of, value ideas around money and getting paid and I want to dig in with um, with you on that as well but what I find the work you're doing is so important because so many people are unaware and the first step I think is like becoming aware and I don't know how you even get them there or if you care you're coming like people are coming to you like okay I have this basic awareness that I need to do some of this foundational work and that's it or are they more aware of like I'm blocked in some way and I can't get past it. Like how do you assess like this person is right and ready for me and I can really help them. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a little bit of both. And I think if you're listening to this and you're kind of wondering, okay, is it time to dive into some of that inner work? You can usually look at everything like a mirror. So, you know, whatever's happening internally in your body's probably mirroring out in your business. Let's say if you're really riding this like high and low and up, and down it's probably because something internally is happening within you if you're you know a heart-centered entrepreneur and you're running your own brand you're probably going to see it reflect at some way in your business vice versa whatever's happening in your business is probably internally also happening within you too it's kind of like a two-way mirror and you know, I think a lot of times in the industry it's like, oh yeah, you know, business should be extreme highs and lows. It's a roller coaster. And you know, while entrepreneurship is definitely a journey, let me tell you, like it should not be super high, super low, up and down, emotions all over the place. Like a lot of times we're just like I said earlier, kind of in that reenactment. So it's kind of a blend. Sometimes people are, um, are at the point where they're like, okay, I've been doing all the strategy. My business is growing. It feels more like it's internal or I'm noticing when this happens in my business, it completely takes me out. Or when this happens in my business, I go into overdrive mode. It's usually just kind of like little pings that people start to get that there's something deeper. Um, or they want to, you know, a practice holding more they want to be feel safe to hold more to keep more to recreate more and there's usually this like underlying feeling of you know the other shoe's going to drop is it safe to hold it was that one giant launch that I had you know just a fluke can I keep doing this like it's all of those um things that are called developmental disappointment like an attachment trauma um so it's it's kind of a mix where people come in at and need some support but usually it's like their body's giving them a signal or their business is giving them a signal that it's not something they can just like strategize their way out of they've probably tried that and now they're like okay Mm -hmm. I gotta look inward
1: yeah I had a an experience like to make it a little bit more tangible too and I'd love if if you're comfortable and able to give a few examples or just generally of people that you've helped but I can tell you from my own experience earlier this year I was working with a client I was they were so aligned I was so excited I was following all my human design stuff they fell into my lap and it was perfect and they wanted me to write some bios for them and they had these like really terrible um brand guidelines that somebody else had created for them and so my first step was I went through all of that to try to get out of it what I could parse out for my own benefit and then I sent it over and they immediately hated it and what that and I was at I was already stressed out and at my grandparents house at that time and what it brought out in me in this like immediate I needed to immediately respond make it right fix it and like escape from the weird energy that was already in my grandparents house because they're getting older it's heavy there and like I have so many childhood experiences there that like I'm I walk into their house and as much as I want to be them I'm like be with them I'm immediately like triggered in certain ways and I noticed looking back that like there were multiple layers of things going on on both ends I'm sure but my like need to respond and have something that i did quote unquote like right in that moment i didn't realize and then your stuff came like a few months later i didn't realize that i was bringing these trauma responses to my business in a way that was like affecting these client relationships and making them kind of muddy and even they were like we didn't need you to respond so quickly we wanted you to like take the time to do it right and there was like you know some miscommunication on both ends I don't think again they're an example too of like people that I don't think knew exactly what they wanted and I'm actually like I've had a new offer now because I can sense when people need that foundational work just in their business of like okay let's get your mission values out of the way and do like a deep dive session where you really get to know your business and then we can move on to the bios versus me just trying to figure out what you want so that's been helpful for my business but in that that instance I had to realize oh this is about me and I am like bringing some like shit here that I need to work out and then I was like oh god do I need to apologize to them Tell them, give them my whole life history of like oh this is why you know I like reacted in this crazy way like if I had not been in that environment I wouldn't have reacted so quickly and intensely but I still would have and that was something that I needed to figure out and work on for myself because I realized oh my god I'm bringing like my whole life to these relationships like you think it's just work and like a money energy exchange and it is not like it is humans interacting with humans and bringing their shit to the table like in every project and that was like a fast track to me figuring that out and and then I think the retreat in San Diego that I met you at was like a month Mm -hmm. later
0: yeah yeah as you share that kind of what pops up into my mind to give like some examples is there's How I kind of describe it's like there's different archetypes in, let's say, coaching or if you're a service provider, however you run your business. I'm just going to use coaching as an example here. But there's what I like to call the fixer type where that sounds kind of like what the response that came up for you was where it was like okay I can't be in the discomfort here I have to fix everything and I was even talking about this with somebody yesterday she's like oh you know if you know a client's not happy like I feel like I got to make sure it's all good I got to fix it right away and what you're doing is you're ignoring the discomfort that it brings, the discomfort that it brings. And then the response that then you do after that is usually looped in trauma. It's like, okay, I had to fix everyone growing up. I had to make sure everything was okay. Kind of some of that like codependent, if everybody else is okay, then I'm okay. So there can be a lot of that fixer archetype in people that I see a lot. And it's bypass, like we're, what we're trying to do is it's actually like a really beautiful protection strategy is how I always like to describe it, is that you have these parts of you that are so freaking smart, and they have these protection mechanisms that they've ran for years and years and years and years. So their thought response is like, why would I stop doing the thing that's got me to 30 plus years of life? Because that's how they know to keep you alive and to keep you surviving is to run whatever that response is. And some, you know, like I said, run more of that fixer response, some run a little bit more of like a freeze or a fear where they're kind of like paralyzed, and you know, they can't do anything. And they're like, tiptoeing, what if I do it wrong? What if it's not this enough or that enough? And then again, we're cycling in, we're being, we're avoiding the discomfort and being with the experience that's here and now. And another archetype I'd say that I see a lot is more of that like positive vibes only of like, let me, I don't want to sit in the discomfort or if a client's having a really rough experience, I don't know what to do. So I'm just trying to like, you know, get on the other side of it or reframe something or have them think of it in a way that's that, you know, yes, it's going to serve you somehow. And you're missing the missed experience of just being in like the shit together, just being in those times where there's this comfort. And so I would say, you know, to everybody listening, it's like, if you notice yourself wanting to fix it, or maybe wanting to avoid it, or feeling super anxious, or maybe you just want to like, not, you know, feel into the emotions, and you rather just stay up in your head like what you're avoiding something and it makes sense because like that's what you had to do as a protection strategy for again however old you are to keep you alive and you've got to like you have to begin to work with like the protectors that protect you so then they feel safe to actually let their guard down so then you don't have to keep running your life like in this constant loop
1: Mm mm-hmm Yeah, that's so spot on. And in my case, too, something that was really freeing for me that I had to figure out is what's mine to Mm -hmm. hold and what's theirs, whether they know it or not, because I would as the person getting paid, I was like, this is on me to make it right and to fix it. So I'm going to just like take all the accountability for everything where I was like, wait, this isn't all mine. I don't have to make it their problem. But in my own mind and how I'm responding and dealing with this and what I'm you know, putting out into the world and holding in my body, I need to understand the accountability on my end and on theirs because I was actually trained at some of my corporate jobs to like be overly accountable. So anything that went wrong, I was just like, nope, that's on me. Like, and sometimes it wasn't, there was no conversation. I was just trained into like, nope, I'm the one accountable. I've, got this I'm the one that like is on the hook for this and that's not necessarily true especially when I'm running my own shop and making decisions versus some boss telling me like you have to make this right this is yours blah blah, blah. so kind of figuring out all of that along the way along with whatever is building up childhood wise and keeping me alive It was a lot (laughs) last winter, like, just even cluing into it at all. Because when you're operating, like, you know, I think I'm a pretty self-aware person. And then I'm like, oh, you're doing a lot of this stuff on autopilot and not even realizing it. It was kind of a come to Jesus for myself. And that's when I was like, okay. And then I started getting served all sorts of people like you and um, Mel and everyone around us who are like in in various ways healers Mm-hmm. yeah once I realize, and then I'm like okay now what do I do with it but you know when the student is ready the teachers present and that's always been true for me so I want to hear a little bit about how and I know it's always evolving but like right now how you Are in your business? What the structure looks like? What kind of programs you have? Are you? I know you're doing some one to ones because that's the email that I responded to. I was like, this girl, she's like, here, you can have me in your pocket for a month. Here's what it costs, and then you're doing other group programs too. Like, what feels the best to you right now in how you're running your business and. Helping people. Yeah.
0: So right now like what's what's really been popping up is this big aspect of like community and how do we really support people in in this work, like in the deeper inner work and how it impacts business. So one side of the business is the quantum ripple effect coaching certification where people get trained and they also go through their own healing journey in a bunch of different modalities, trauma-informed life coaching, Reiki, EFT, time techniques, clinical hypnotherapy. Um, We look at all of that through like a trauma-informed and inclusive lens. So like that piece, like that's my... um, that's like the the thing that is always like so big to my heart, because it's like, I truly see the ripple effect. It's like I see how it impacts people that come through their family, their clients, you know, their business and just then all of the people that they help and support, it's like, I really do see that, that ripple effect. And, you know, something else that's really been important to me too, is like in-person connections. I have a couple of events I'm speaking at, we're hosting a big live event in February in San Diego and just like getting it, like getting in the rooms, getting in the spaces of people that, you know, have similar values. I think, you know, in the online space, we can kind of get like wrapped up and pulled into the shiny objects. syndrome and then we kind of forget who we are or what's actually important to us or how to redefine success in a way that actually makes sense for us and so For me, it's always been how do I create those spaces? And sometimes, you know, it's like a slower build. Like there's times where, like, I have to really go inward and say, okay, you know, is this my ego wanting to launch and do something, or is it my heart and my soul and my purpose to launch this? And I'm a projector in human design, and you know, sometimes I have to kind of like sit and and I'm also splenic as well, so I wait for that like little hit that comes through, and that's really how I lead my business. is you know is it is it going to serve people in the best way possible is it going to help them build you know a safe and sustainable business that's in alignment with their nervous system is it going am i going to be able to see a ripple effect in the work that we're doing and does it have a community aspect in focus and so that's kind of like the different things that we are are working on and have upcoming but it's always viewed through those lens if you don't have like certain values in your business and not just values you're like oh yeah these are our business values let me you know shove them on a website like your subconscious mind actually um your values are one of like your top core drivers so you can ask yourself okay well what's important to me about my business and let's say it's like freedom support and ease then you should be looking at everything in your business From that lens of like, okay, does this support freedom, you know, support and ease? Uh, Okay, it supports two of them, but it doesn't support this. Okay, like, do I need to switch something with it? Do I need to let this stream of revenue go? You know, it's like, you have to like run everything through a filter with who you're hiring, with who is supporting you, whatever that looks like. That was a tangent, but it's just something that I think is really helpful when you're looking at whatever you have upcoming to use your values as like a filter in which you grow your business.
1: Yeah, of course. What is like the most comfortable as far as like burnout for you? Because you could be, let's say your soul is leading you to do a bunch of things, but you have to use your own filters of like, what's priority for me right now? And how can I be the best version of myself in supporting these people in like, here's my group coaching container and my, my few events. And then I'm comfortable taking on like Five one to ones, or what does that look like for you right now?
0: Yeah, you know, I really, I always play with my capacity pretty regularly because I have burnt out. I've been like, I want to do all these things, and I want to like help all these people, and it's like that healer part of us that wants to like help and serve. And so I, I'm always just looking at okay, like based on what's upcoming, what is my capacity, and not overriding my capacity just to like make more, make more money. I think people do that a lot, where they're like, oh, well, I can't. Launch this program because it's going to make me X more- you know amount of dollars I've actually did the opposite this year where I said okay some of the things that bring in really big streams of revenue I'm cutting them because they don't have the capacity and I want to pivot and bring more of this in and you have to kind of know like the titration back and forth of like how to do that in a right way how to start adding things on that again is sustainable and you're not burning yourself out or like burning all of your revenue streams to the ground if you don't have other reoccurring revenue so if there's nuance in what I'm seeing, But I really just feel into it. Like I can feel what I have the capacity to hold and my body is pretty, um, smart when it comes to anything that starts to push me too much because I've been through severe burnout, adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, been in and out of the hospital. If I get even like, you know, a little bit more stress than what I'm used to, my body will will very much stop me. The thing is, like, if that's happening to you, you have to learn how to listen to it and then actually follow it and trust it as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you have to fight the urge to be like, oh, I need you in my program, not I need you, but like you would be a great fit for my program and like so many people that you meet when they're like out, especially like at our age, like the elder millennials, they call us, where we're like, we've been conditioned to burn out for other people's benefit. And then we're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Even me with that client last year, I thought, oh, I'm the spiritual person. I'm running my own business. I'm doing what I want. But really I was bringing those same kind of survival techniques into these relationships and running my business just like a like overbearing boss in a nine-to-five and I had to take myself out of that to realize that but then like even me I want you know I support everybody doing what they want to do but there's so many people that I'm like I really want you to quit your job (laughs) and like do this or whatever I'm not gonna push you over the 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 map but like hey if you ever want to have somebody tell you to do it, like, I'm here. So I wonder, like, you know, you go to Mel's events, for example. Mel from um, Reiki San Diego, Reiki Room San Diego, who we had on the podcast last year. You're like, oh, I just want you to be under my wings and <laughs> you'll find me when you're ready sort of thing, I guess. But are you ever just like, I would love to have you.
0: I I feel like I'm very um kind of like a like more silent lighthouse kind of energy where it's like I never I it's like I I just kind of like I I know you know like I'm here I know I trust and I admit what I know that I'm meant to do out here into the world and if that's for people, great. And if it's not great, but I also trust like others divine timing as well, because otherwise if I'm in a place where I'm like, you know, then that's my ego. That's like, I want to help them. I want to support them. And, like, of course I, I have that like in my heart, but it's like, I have to lean into like the parts of me that don't want to almost go into like that fixer mode too, or the helper mode. And I have to just keep like rooting into trust. It's like, I know that, you know, so many people have incredible gifts. It's like, they also have their timing too. And yeah, I'm here in my, in my lighthouse for when, when people are ready. and, And I trust that, which, you know, is really interesting. I'd say like in a marketing perspective, because online you're taught like more so like go after, go after, go after, go after. And I'm like, yeah, I I did that for a long time and I burnt out and I got exhausted. And so it's just like continuing to settle into like your truth. Like what is it that you're here to do? How is it that you're here to support people? And I truly, truly, truly from like every core of my body believe if you're so embodied in that, people will feel it. And if you're telling people about your mission and your vision, you're breathing it every single day, you're doing the work around it people will feel that and they will want to come along and and be a part of that. So it's like that self-responsibility piece comes in too, to like be the embodiment of, of your work, which is a gift and also a curse sometimes because you're like, okay, I really got to be the embodiment of my work when shit's hitting the fan and I'm getting thrown like a hundred fucking things at me all day long. So yeah.
1: (laughs) How that brings me to the question that's kind of been on my mind too of like, how do you get support? Who supports you?
0: Yeah. A lot of people. Um, I, I do. I do a lot of work. So, like right now, I'm in. Um, like, I've had a one to one mentor that I see him every single week, like clockwork, for the last couple years. He supports me a lot on the energetics. We do very similar work, um, and he does attachment repair work with me, which is something that I um, do as well. A lot of energetic work. So, I have him. Um, I'm in a really big uh, like mastermind with Chris Harder, who I love and he supports me more on the business side incredible group of humans in there um, that are always supportive. I'm in a, uh, Two year energy program. I'm in somatic experiencing. I receive a lot of like body based work and coaching and uh, somatic support. So I get a lot of support because I support a lot of people out. So that for me is like supports one of my top values. And so if I am giving that much support, I need to be receiving that much support too. And you know, sometimes it's it's uh it's it's edgy because I'm working, you know when we receive, we receive from self, we receive from other, we receive from group and we receive from source. And so you have to kind of work all of those edges, in my opinion, if you're someone that holds other people. And so I have to like constantly, you know, put myself in situations where I'm working my receiving edges and getting that support that I need and like I said, sometimes it's more edgy because of like the investment or the time into it, or uh, just like the literally feeling of like 100 people holding you is also kind of edgy. So it's like you have to kind of work it in all these pieces. But yeah, it's definitely one of my top values and something that I make a priority to get a lot of.
1: Yeah. And I think that's amazing. Like any healer has to be working with people too, in order to be able to heal. And I see you as a healer. I see a lot of coaches as healers. And even for me, I'm like overwhelmed. Like, I feel like I just discovered it's like, I didn't know Gabby Bernstein until last year. And that's totally like my world type person. I didn't know that she was everybody's guru or whatever. And I think she's great. Um But I even within coaching and online programs, I didn't know anything about it. And then I have a few coaches who, whose programs I use now, but it's almost an overwhelming space for me because I'm like, oh wow, there's like this candy shop of options. I don't even know where to begin. So it's this constant, like you've said, like calibrating what works, what do I need right now? Who's presenting themselves and whose program I need right now? And kind of curious like now that it's become such an industry and you're somebody who was there from the beginning how have you thought about like your pricing and your programs and taking some of the things you see and leaving the rest and and some of the people who you know now that it's become such a thing there are people who are in it for the wrong reasons like you said who are just like oh this could make me more money and just your thoughts on all of it especially with your own business
0: yeah you know there were definitely times where I felt like I I bought into a lot of the shiny object syndrome to be completely honest like I was looking for I was looking for somebody to fix me and save me and I didn't realize that that's what I was looking for unconsciously and then I you know would go and join things like thinking that it was going to be the thing that changed everything I had a very like Rapunzel savior complex kind of energy and I, I didn't I didn't think that consciously, but subconsciously, that's what was happening. And so I had to really, you know, in the last couple of years, be like, okay, outside of like all these people that think I should be doing this, should be charging this, have to be running my business, this, but I'm like, what do I actually want to do? How do I actually want to run my business? How do I want my brand to look like? Who am I as a human? What do I stand for? And so I feel like sometimes you have to kind of like get like you kind of get wrapped up in it to pull back out of it and say, okay, what is actually like aligned for me? And that's where I, you know, I shifted over the years of pricing like I was I was taught in certain um, containers that like you always have to be raising your prices and you always have to you know once you get three people then you raise it and then you you raise it and you raise it and you raise it and you raise it and while I think that's fine for some people like I you know ask myself I'm like okay what what do I actually want to get behind what feels good for me what you know is stretching me of course too and and what is all that mean in alignment do I actually want to run my programs where I do an every few month launch cycle? Do I want my coaching packages to be three months? Like what, you know, what, what is all the things that we just see and then we take on and do without discernment? And so I developed a lot of boundaries and discernment over the last couple of years. And, you know, like um, I'll give some examples of some things that I really love that have felt good for me. Uh, like we offer like in the certification, a lot of scholarships and that's something that's really important to me is the accessibility uh we're moving over into a community-based pricing model which means like it's sliding scale based on kind of like questions that go from your lived experiences uh i recently moved like all of my like masterminds that i host and my one-to-one coaching where it's basically month to month like you're not coming in unless you're coming in and be like "Oh, i want to work with you for six months otherwise it's like come as long as you want, leave when you feel like you're, you're complete versus like, oh, you must sign up for 12 months. Are there benefits of, you know, doing that? Yeah, I did that for a long time. I just had to ask myself, I'm like, you know, how many sessions do I want to support people with? How do I want this to look? What is it that I stand for? And then crafting my entire model around that versus just like being inundated with like all the stuff that's out there and then creating my business based off of that. I feel like my best thing that I can say is like, what is your truth? What feels good for you? What's maybe different that you haven't seen, but you've been pulling to do that and let yourself experiment and play because you can always go, oh, I did that. I thought that was going to be great. It actually was horrible. Let me switch things back up. But like I'm a 3-5 in human design. So I'm always kind of experimenting with things to see like what what lands. And it's a great way just to permission yourself.
1: Yeah. And what's what I love hearing from you too, especially with like the money aspect is the whole like it needs to feel good and stretch me thing. And I am married to a splenic projector who no he might be splenic it's the gut one but he uh he's a 2-4 like me and he's really overly rational in some ways also, <laughs> like the male population tends to be where he's like you know do the research and see whatever you know what the market value is and then price yourself like a little bit like 20 percent over or whatever he's gonna say And I'm, like, such a, it has to feel good in my body person, too, that, like, having the permission for myself when I learned that, oh, people, like, price themselves based on what feels good in their body, Um, he's, like, you know, that completely is not something that resonates he's a mr business plan you know and i'm like oh what feels good in my body but to that end too with all the work that you've been doing like what feels good in your body now probably is a lot different than what felt good in your body when you first started out or if you were like going through something even where that client that i was talking about it was only it was under a thousand dollars that i was getting paid for this project and here i was just like you know, spending every day pacing around trying to make it perfect and right, which is impossible when I'm not them. And, you know, I'm a human with my own experiences too. And it's words. So it's like, you can't make words perfect. They're not meant to be perfect. They can feel good to somebody else, but me channeling into them and knowing what will feel good is important. And for them to know what would feel good to them, which those things all have to match up it's so qualitative, all of it, but then you have to assign value to it, which can be hard.
0: Totally. And, and I feel like it's, um, like it's pacing over time. And uh, like, I think my first sessions were, I don't know, $25 or something. And like, that's what I, like, that's what I knew. And I was so excited for that. And, I think too, just as like a good reminder, is a lot of people will tie up like their worth into what they're charging. They're like, oh, but I'm worth X amount. So I have to charge this amount. It's like, it's so much more complex than that. So you don't want to tie like your internal worth like into what you're charging. I think people preach that a lot. And it's actually like a lot more complex because like you are, you know, you could charge a bajillion dollars. Like, are, like do you feel energetically ready to put your prices at whatever that is? Or do you need to like kind of build up up your brand you need to build up your testimonials you need to kind of just build that up even energetically and capacity wise versus just like you know go in oh i'm worth you know this so i'm going to charge this and then you hear crickets like you know some people i think kind of um will undercharge sometimes. And sometimes that's okay. Like sometimes you got to like kind of work your way up there and and feel into it. I think sometimes people take that like, oh, I'm, you know, priceless. So I'm going to charge X amount. And then it's like too far out of their nervous system and they can't get behind it. It's like, you got to find this sweet spot of like, okay, you know what, like we were saying earlier, like this stretches me, but I can, I can get behind it, but it's not going to blow my nervous system out. Same thing on like the investment side. It's like, this is something that I always talk to people with about when they're getting ready to make an investment. I'm like, okay, you know, is it going to like, are you going to have to activate some resources or is it going to be a financial detriment to you? And cause you know, it's like, you don't want to ever put somebody in like a financial detriment where they can't pay their, their rent. There's obviously a difference between that and knowing how to like activate resources. And also knowing that like everybody doesn't have the same access to resources and maybe we can go on a whole tangent here. But if you look at, you know, different populations, they don't have access to like lines of credit all the time or able to get certain things. I mean, again, I won't go on like a whole tangent there, but these are all things that are helpful to know, both on like pricing yourself side and the investment side as well. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And I've realized about myself too that I'll be it's not even money driven like I've made decisions in my business where I'm like okay I don't want to work with this person but I want to see if they'll pay this higher price because then maybe I won't resent them and you can probably intuit how that ends for me because it's always a quick road to resentment regardless of how much they pay you so they're like you said too there's certain values that even when I'm vibe checking with clients because I still, for my business, I really believe in a discovery call and that vibe check because I need to know, like, are we energetically aligned here? Are you going to try to, like, hinge on my boundaries, which I'm doing a better job of protecting now and I need to be around people who have similar lives and schedules and understand, like, the way that I'm running my business and that I need to right now so that I'm not, like, In a mode where I'm constantly testing my own boundaries of like, oh, they're emailing me on vacation and they're paying me X amount. So I shouldn't resent them, but I do like the the number ends up having little to do with like you were saying the values that you hold for your business and for yourself. And I think the work Mm -hmm. that you do for people who run any kinds of kind of business is so helpful in just how they end up operating out in the world like you said the ripple effect is real because it affects their relationships in every direction and so I, the fact that you exist and are doing this work for people is amazing. And I hope more have like that eye-opening experience that I did where I'm like, oh, shit, I have some more work to do. And that my thing in the past year has been doing a lot more body work because I realized how much I store in my body. So that's been most of what I've been doing. And then more around like manifestation and things like that and getting closer and closer to my intuition like, Even just as a small example, a a tangent, yesterday I was driving from an appointment and I was like, I know if I go one more block, I'm going to run into these people that I know and love in town. And I was like, do it. Go down this road. And I did. The second I, and it's not like I knew their schedule or anything. I just intuitively knew. And so many people like, you know, kind of push that away. And the more that I lean into my intuition, the better my life is, the more magical it is. And then kind of uncovering the layers of of what's covering that or making me not want to, I think, is part of the work that you do with people of how they try to deny their their body senses and their intuition and then making
0: that like a super beautiful, positive experience for them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like my intuition is very much like I'm splenic. So it's like, I get that hit, like I get the hit and I move, I get the hit and I move. And I, I just trust that over and over and over again and I think self-trust is one of the best gifts that you can give yourself in life and business and really working that to like discern when it's you know trust versus trauma and knowing that piece of it and being able to like lead from that place is is everything so yeah I love your story about just like trusting the intuition and and following it
1: yeah. mm-hmm. I love when I have those moments to like play with it too where I'm like I'm flexing that trust muscle of it of like okay this is working and like it makes me believe it in bigger ways like okay get rid of this client mm-hmm. relationship because you know that that energetic field will be filled with something better and more positive and um, I like little moments of play that really bring in the big moments and and I think Don't your really. work is so monumental for people in just giving themselves permission to go there. Like that's, I mean, essentially what they're giving themselves just by hand, like putting that credit card down and saying like, I'm ready, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that's a huge step forward for people. Absolutely. I have some rapid fires for you. They might not be I too rapid. Ready. What are you proudest <laughs> of in your
0: business right now? Mm, proudest of honestly creating a certification company it is a lot of work and I love it and so I'm proud yeah. of it every day
1: that's huge can you explain a little bit what that entails because for me as like somewhat of a noob I see like oh I can get certified in this which one's legit which one's not like I'm sure you are but like I don't know what that means to for people and like what it takes for you to like create a program that people can be certified in
0: yeah so like on our end you know we've created like module after module after module like to support people in it like it has to go through a board to get approved so there's a lot that we put into it both on like the Um, continued support and continued education side and on the creation side of it, uh, because our client experience is like the top piece of it. Um, So that's kind of like, I mean, a lot that goes into it on our side. And when people are coming into it, it's also like a commitment for them too, because you're committing to a couple hundred hours of training and learning and going deeper into your craft. Um, So it's kind of this like devotion, like two-way street of devotion to the work. That's how I see it. Wow. I didn't
1: know it was a couple hundred hours. That's wild. Yeah. But also amazing. Tell us about a book or a podcast you listened to recently that changed the way you're thinking about your life or your business.
0: Well, it's not like a recent book that I've read, but I read it. like I read aspects of it pretty much every day because it's like the foundation of the work that I do. It's called The Five Personality Patterns by Stephen Kessler, and it's based on the Reich energy types. And you will learn everything about your life and your protection strategies and how you navigate overwhelm from that book. Um, It's how I like when I'm looking at people, I can kind of like track their energy and I can see based on what's coming up in their business, kind of what archetype that they fall into, and then what survival strategies they're running and how to meet them in that, how to support them. So I 10 out of 10 recommend getting that book and kind of figuring out which pieces of the pie, like which pieces of the patterns are your biggest ones. And you can read about the distortion of the pattern and then also the gifts of the pattern too. Wow.
1: And that's what you were mentioning earlier too, with like the the fixing and the freezing or is it different?
0: Yeah. Th- th- those, those were more kind of like my self archetypes that I give to coach, like coaching the five personality patterns is, is a little bit more um, like complex pieces of that.
1: Cool. Yeah. You know, I'm going to add that yeah. to my list. <laughs> what would your last meal be?
0: Oh, my last meal probably honestly tacos chips and salsa and a margarita for sure
1: i mean my husband and i were just in san diego <laughs> last weekend and i feel like i've been repairing my relationship with san diego for the past like several years because i keep getting sent there like my college boyfriend broke up with me for san diego and ever since then i'm like ah, you know like fuck this town and <laughs> so every time i get sent back there i'm like oh it's not so bad and um i mean the tacos the burritos all of the food in that variety is fantastic there we went to an awesome fish market in la jolla that we went back to twice in our you know 72 hours there so i'm with you in a very big way (laughs) what is the best business purchase you've made in the last six months under a hundred dollars
0: oh under a hundred dollars Gosh, that's a good question. Like, what have I bought? Did I get that in the last six months? I'm I'm thinking I got one of those like giant whiteboard things. I'm trying to. I'm like, let me look at my Amazon purchases and see, see what I bought. Uh, I feel like. Did I get that? I probably got that within like last six months or, or a year. Just one of those like giant whiteboards, you know, that you have to like work on. Uh, that's like literally the first thing that, that comes to comes to my mind. But uh, that's I like to like be able to stand and write and teach and do that sort of thing. So yeah, I'm gonna go with that because that's the only thing I can think of.
1: No, that's amazing. And you're not the first person to mention it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> It seems like I know
0: I'm like going to be going through like my like uh, bookkeeping here and be like, what have I bought? <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. Is that a good or a bad thing? Uh, it's
1: uh, a good thing. It's abundance, right? <laughs> I recently yeah. read that like the definition of abundance is having more than you need for anything. And it's not just about money and framing it that way was really helpful for me like the actual dictionary definition of abundance I could be butchering it but it's it people think of it especially right now as money and it's not it's like do I have enough energy do I have I always joke with my husband like you know we're abundant in headbands for our daughter we're abundant in moles in our yard like just thinking of it as like surrounding you and having more than enough all the time like you know the moles aren't something we want but like our daughter she loves having options for her headbands so it's great to be abundant in that direction that's awesome last question what is lighting you up lately
0: Uh, in person everything in person is like and so exciting and fun to me I like just feel like I've been going to a lot of events I have a lot of events upcoming I'm hosting a lot of events so just anything where I can actually like touch people be in the room with people network and have community is really what's lighting me up lately
1: it's been huge for me too like even just being able to go places and see people again and touch them and see their faces like I didn't realize how traumatic It really was for me and how much like I mean as a collective we were all holding on to and just being able to see people even as a person who considers myself like highly introverted who loves like to be alone with my cats and a book like I want the option of people and to not have the option totally for a long time and to feel wrong for wanting that option or unsafe or whatever you know we all projected onto ourselves Um, there's a lot of healing there. And I saw that you're doing some events. You mentioned a few of them. Do you want to mention more of what you have going on in person for anybody who's interested and available?
0: Yeah. So I'm speaking at two events coming up. One's at the end of September in North Carolina called Burnout to All Out. I'm speaking at one in Got sale in October called Dream Bigger. And then we're hosting an event in San Diego for 200 women in February called The Energetics of Business. So we are very excited. Mel, who you've been um, speaking about, she'll be speaking there. So we got a really great lineup of people coming.
1: Cool. Where can
0: people get tickets for that one? Um, I'll send you the link cause it's like a, I don't have like the, it's like energetics of. if you search like energetics of business on my Instagram, it's a pin post and oh, cool. we have had that there too. Yeah.
1: Awesome. And speaking of that, where can people find
0: you? Yes, Um, I'm pretty much Erin Nicole Coaching or The Quantum Ripple Effect wherever you go. I have a book on Amazon called Burnout to Breakthrough, so that's usually a fun read for people as well. If you kind of like some of this work, that is another place to check some things out.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. You are such, I love your whole like silent lighthouse thing. You really are that for people and I'm so grateful that you're doing the work that you are. So thank you for existing and for telling us more about your thank business you. yes thanks for having me all right everyone thank you for listening to this episode of the coast we will see you next week thanks Erin. thanks everyone thank you this episode's music was provided by sloan best and editing provided by kayla shu